You know, one time, I was doing an investigation. I was trying to find someone who had missed out and not paid their debts, and they had been overdue for a long time. And I went to go pull a pretty big report on this person, but I decided, you know what, let me just check social media first. And it was crazy, because this person posted their entire life on social media. They had their date of birth, their kids, their family, their relatives, they had their vehicle information, their schedules. They had so much information on social media that I was able to collect more information from that than the actual profile I would have pulled on them in the report. I even was able to find what house they were staying at just from their posts on social media and locate it and then find this person and then they eventually were served. Now that's crazy and most people say, well, you wouldn't be able to find me on social media, but that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, in this episode of the Cyber Sector 7 podcast, we're going to be going pretty in depth on what you're giving away about you on social media. So the question is, what do you say about you online? Find out and stay tuned because here we go. carbonated drink with vitamin C. Yep, I am going old school. I am drinking the Ohana Punch this week. Uh, As always, recording this on Sunday, I'm your host, Kyle Reese, and uh, this is a bit of a recap episode, I guess you could say. We kind of touched on a lot of what we're about to talk about um, back in my Privacy Matters series, but I did want to kind of go back and touch on a few things because I did say I was going to go a little more in depth on what we give away about ourselves, especially through social media. And I know you heard in that intro me tell a short story there. And so we're going to kind of go in depth on a few things. And I'm really going to tell you what you could be giving away about yourself online. It's an interesting kind of deal here that I have written out. But... You know, a lot of people don't realize what they're giving away online, and I'll hopefully be using some examples. Will I cover every single thing? Um, no. Um, but if I do miss some things, or maybe you guys have some more to add, I would love for you to go ahead and let me know. Maybe send it in. Uh, My email is below. You can always reach me at contact at cybersector7.com, and I will hopefully get back to you as soon as possible. Uh... But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. And I'm going to be starting this off with a basic, your online alias. So this is a bit interesting because it's something not a lot of hope, not a lot of people talk about. Um, but I go by an online alias. I don't use my real name for anything. Uh, you know, you can always get an EIN in your alias name and name that your, you know, whatever. And, and let's let's say Kyle Reese, right? Um, LLC, and then have that as your EIN number. Of course, that's not mine, so you could probably go check every state. That's I don't use that, but um, but that's just one way you could be doing it as your alias, and you could file everything under that name and use that your EIN number as your social security number. Going a little bit further into that, though, but your online alias is important. 
Is it your real name? Is what you go by online your actual real birth name? Um, Because if it is, that could be used against you. Uh, What I like to do is change my name a little bit, maybe spell it a little different, uh, go by a different name. If you have to give your real name, don't associate it with the same emails and passwords that you use for other things. You're then going to want to create a whole separate sort of alias for that, a separate piece of data, a data structure. Maybe write it down, put it uh, in uh, your KeePass folder or in whatever uh, password manager you use. I personally wouldn't let it touch anything with anything else though um so don't let one alias share any information with another alias that's a first um but are you using your real name that's important if i were you i definitely wouldn't uh it makes it really easy to find you especially if you're trying to hide another thing with your online alias is are you sharing your real location on sites so like on uh, facebook per se are you sharing you know uh i am in i'm living in new york new york and my name is kyle reese right is that really how you're going about that? Are you really going to give your real location away like that? That's important. I wouldn't. I would always use a fake location. Uh, anytime you set anything up, even uh, my P.O. box that I use isn't my real P.O. box. I get it forwarded to another one and then another one. You have to think about those kinds of things. Don't give away your real locations. It's not, it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it. But these are just some basic structures we're talking about here. Are you using the same password for everything with your online aliases? That's very important because if you are, chances are when you come in a breach, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass because that password is going to be used with your other online aliases if you're using the same password on those. And then it's going to tie all of that together and going to paint a pretty nice picture of who you actually are. So summarizing this online aliases part because we're going to be going a lot further into depth in a minute the basic rules is don't use your real name if you do spell it a little differently don't use the same password for anything at all and don't share your real location summarizing that we can go into part two here and part two is what does white pages say about you now white pages per se is just an example but what we're really talking about are people search websites. Now, you may have looked up your own name one day, or maybe a relative's name, or a friend or someone you may know online, and you'll be bombarded with sites like Spokio, People Search, Search People Now, Search People Free, US Phone Book, and many, many others. But for the example, we'll just use White Pages because it's a pretty popular one. Now, I would ask you, the listener, uh, when you get a chance to just go to White Pages, we'll do a bit of a project here. Go to White Pages if you live in the U.S. Uh, I know the data privacy laws may be a little different in some countries, um, but if you live in the U.S., go to White Pages. Pull your own information. They have a link that you can pull your own information. You can download your own data, if I'm not mistaken, and you can also have it removed. Um, but what we're going to want to do is buy our own information. Now, I'm not making any kind of money from this. If you want to buy your own actual information, I'd go right ahead. I believe there's a link you can download your own information for free. Um, But there are alternatives if you don't want to pay the price for your own information. Um, You can go to US Phone Book or searchpeoplefree.com. And those are some a bit 
you don't get as much information from those. A lot of those redirect you to back to uh, white pages or Spokio or I think it's a uh, True Finder, People Finders, something like that. Um, but there are free options, and a lot of times, here's a hint for you. I'm not going to say which site, but one of these sites, you can hit Inspect Element on and then see all the blurred out information. A little tip for you, a little OSINT tip for you. Uh, I do it all the time when I don't want to pull reports. Um, if it's something simple and I just need an email address, and I don't pull reports from those resources anyway, we have access to a lot more, uh, let's say, intrusive reporting agencies. But... But what let's let's just say for this example, let's go ahead and get as much information on us as we can. Now we talked about this back in the Privacy Matters series. I think it was part one or part two where we went ahead and downloaded all of our own information, and we found all our own information. We read it down, and we we tried to find out what was online about us. Now, so this should be familiar to you. Now. Get get as much information on yourself as possible. Email addresses. Uh, usernames, family members, places of work, things like that. Everything you can possibly find, everything they have on you, you're going to want to collect. Put it in a notebook, a notepad on your computer, copy and paste it somewhere. It doesn't really matter where you hold it. Just have that information and don't you know, post it to the world. Don't share it with the world. Obviously, I would put it in something encrypted if I were you, but it's your data. It's your choice. So you're going to want to collect all of that. Now, once you've collected all of it, and, and and while you're collecting, again, I would not worry about the accuracy quite yet. Collect it first on as many of these search sites as possible, uh, preferably some reputable ones, and then check for accuracy. Because while you're collecting it, it's really going to bog you down when you're checking for accuracy. That could slow you down. Don't worry about that. Just copy and paste as much of it as you can in some sort of notepad on your desktop or however you want to do it and then I want you to go through and I want you to check for accuracy are they spelling your name right do they have your actual email do they have your real date of birth do they have your family members maybe they have your vehicles you know we do know now that the DMV is selling our data so we do have to be careful with that kind of those kinds of things so I want you to now check for accuracy how much incriminating information are they giving away about you was it free information that you got and you were like holy shit this could really bite me in the ass or was it less incriminating information a lot of times i see on these sites they have an address for me that's super 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 old i haven't lived there in years and years and years and i'm like okay well i'm not too worried about that of course i pull it down anyway and a lot of times they're not super accurate. So that's why we're going to go ahead and check for accuracy. Now, I want you to hold on to that notepad you've created with all of this information. Put it to the side, maybe close it out, make sure you save it. And I want us to go hop over to all of the social media sites we have. Whether that be Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever platform you're on, I want you to just head over to it. The more you're on, the harder this is going to be. But for the example today, I'm just going to be using Facebook. Because Facebook is one of the main sites I use when conducting surveillance or OSINT or any kind of investigation. 
as a lot of people post their entire lives on there. It's a very accessible site. Now, I'm glad users are dropping. Hallelujah. Um, it's bad for business, but great for us, right? But we're going to hop over to social media and see what we're giving away. So, are you using your real name? Check for accuracy. Now, take your real name on social media and match it to the information you've downloaded. It's a trivial task, and 9 times out of 10, they have your real name on right on white pages and it's right from uh let's say facebook right okay so how can we beat that well let's go ahead and change our real name on facebook to uh let's let's misplace let's misspell the word kyle to like uh kylie right now we've talked about this it's like data tracking then we're gonna wait a few months we're gonna come back and we're gonna see again hey is this where the information is coming from on white pages are they buying it from Facebook? Because now White Pages is misspelling Kyle, Kylie. So we definitely know it was that source. So we're going to compare and contrast that. Now, how could your real name be used against you, though? Well, let's say someone wanted to get your address that's registered on your license. They have your real name, right? And they scroll down on your Facebook, and now they see where your Aunt May decided it was a great idea to wish you a happy 27th birthday so now i know your birthday i know you're 27 and i know your real name and in a lot of states i can just hop over to your voter registration if you're registered to vote and pop that information in and then boom i have the address that is freshly registered on your driver's license and that's how it can be used against you because if someone's looking for you the address on your license a lot of times is the address you're living at, especially if you're middle-aged to older. I've noticed a lot of times in the younger generation, we use, uh, uh, let's say, our parents' address for something or a P.O. box for something, and the older we get, we buy a house, we use that address for everything, we put it on our license, we register it to our vehicles, and our voter registration, and now that is out and open to the world. So let's get past the givens here, because because it's pretty easy to find, you know, someone's date of birth or their real name on other sources than just social media right we were just on people search sites um and and as i've mentioned you know, voter registration can give a lot away about you so let's talk about maybe some more incriminating things maybe they're not after your license information or maybe the the person who is looking into you or whoever's investigating you um isn't after you know, things like your date of birth or your real name. Nothing like that. But maybe they want to stalk you. So, are you posting your schedule or your routine on social media? Are you updating every hour or so where you're at, what you're doing? Maybe you checked into a restaurant on Facebook. These kinds of information, to me, are some of the stupidest things people can do. And if you do this... Um, a, you probably should stop. Uh, B, it's not a good idea. And C, it can be used to follow you around. Um, if you go, let's say, to the same gas station every morning on your way into work. And, you know, even I've been guilty of this in the past. You stop by the same place, you get used to that routine. And you decide to make a Facebook post saying, I love this uh, Shell gas station that I go to in the mornings because they have really good breakfast, right? Well, now, the perpetrator knows that every morning you stop by that same shell. So maybe they don't even have to stalk your home. 
they just have to pull up at that shell, park their car, and wait for you to pull up, and then go to your Facebook and see, oh, I know what vehicle they drive, because he always always makes a post about his F-150 all the time. And even on that F-150, in one picture, he showed his tag information, so I don't even have to try to run his plates or anything. I know that that is the person I'm looking for. I know what tag to look for, I know what vehicle model to look for, and I know what all, all about the vehicle because he's made all these posts about it. And now I know his routine because he stops at the same place. Or, or here's another one. Are you giving your job away? Uh, maybe you, you don't want to be stalked or harassed at work. Personally, I don't want to be stalked and harassed at work. I don't think anyone does. Um, but you're telling the world where you work. So if someone is going to stalk or harass you or even attempt to cause harm, and they don't know your address, well, at least they know where you work. So they could follow you home from work, or they could they could show up at work and try to cause problems. These are the kinds of things that we really need to think about when, when we post to social media. It's a dangerous place. And I know this episode is a little different than usual. I'm not going super advanced and hacking methods and techniques and things like that, but it's, it's very basic stuff. It's very basic stuff, and I want to drill this into my listeners because I, I've even seen some of my listeners doing these things but preaching privacy, and it's it's just a little hypocritical. And it, it, it's sad because I care for you guys. I care for you guys, and I love you guys, and I don't want to see anything bad happen to you. Uh, let's see, something something else that you people don't even think about. Um I had a family member do this, and it kind of broke my heart to see it, and I had to pull them to the side like, hey, this is really something you should be posting online. They made a post. They said, just got home from work. My daughter and my son had dinner cooked for me, and they had the house cleaned. They get off of school, and they do this. There's there's such wonderful kids, you know, and they, you know... My family member got all these likes, and it blew up, and he got a few shares. Well, what does that tell? Let's let's put myself here, right? I'm going to put myself in, the, in a criminal's shoes. When I see that, I see, okay, so he gets off of work late. He has kids that are home alone. If I wanted to do anything incriminating or dangerous, now... I know what time he gets off of work, and I know when his kids come home from school or they're home all day, I now know their schedule. Another one that a lot of people don't think about, and I saw this on a defendant that I was looking for actually this past week, um, post on Facebook all the time. He always updates posts about his son's basketball games. He always shows up and he wants to support his son, which I am all about. Support your kids. Be there for your kids. Be a father to your children. But you posting that you and your family are always going to your son's basketball games on Friday nights tells me what? Their home is completely open for grabs on Friday nights because he's gone. And then he made the mistake of posting the basketball schedule Online Now, I was able to find the basketball schedule on the school website, but regardless, being able to see that tells me, okay, I know now when they're going to be out of town, and I know when they're going to have home games. So I know 
about what the best time would be if I wanted to go to that house and cause problems. Now, I looked into this. I was looking for him for a different reason. This had nothing to do with it. But I looked into this as an example to show you guys this week because I realized this is one of those things where he's opening his world up and he doesn't realize he's opening it up. He's just trying to be a good parent. And I understand that, but you do need to respect your 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 safety, your home's safety, and your children's safety. That's something a lot of people don't think about is children. You may say, okay, you know, what's someone going to stalk me for? I haven't broke the law. I haven't done anything wrong. What's someone going to come after me for? They come after me. They're going to catch this, this 9 millimeter, right? Well, what about your children? Do they stay home alone? Do they know how to defend themselves? Are you frequently posting your life story and your children's lives story on Facebook for all your friends and family and whoever else can see? Is that something you're doing? If, if it is, you got to take a step back and think, how could this be used against me? Now, there are plenty of ways. I'm not going to tell you every way all this can be used against you. Um, for instance, uh, identity theft. You know, you can get all sorts of information from people for identity theft with just scrolling their social media, stalking them, writing down all the information that you can find on them. You can get their date of birth, the address they're living at. Um, you can find out if they're what where they're employed at, which could be maybe leaking documents with their sensitive information on it. Those are the kinds of things you have to think about. Hey, kitty. Hey, Lennox. This is Lennox. You guys can't see her, but she's trying to crawl up in my lap and get some love. But uh, past that, I'm not editing that out. Um, she's a good kitty. But these are the kind of things you have to think about. Do your kids have social media? Or what kind of information are they giving away? And if they do, who are they talking to online? Now, I'm not saying, you know, take away your kids' privacy. Because every, in my opinion... I believe, you know, your, your kids are entitled to some certain level of privacy. But at the same time, as a parent, you have to take a step back and think, what are they giving away about me, my family, themselves, um, our family, where we're living at? What kind of information are they openly screaming to the world and they may not realize the repercussions of that information that they're screaming to the world? So if you do have children and you are listening to this, Please sit them down, have a talk with them, talk with them about digital privacy. Um, and, and I'm not telling you you should make your kids cut off all social media. That's not what I'm saying. Me personally, I think social media is a cancer. But if, if you, you do need to sit down and talk with your kids, tell them to put their privacy settings to max, misspell their names, don't don't give out all your real information. Don't show what house you're living at and take a picture of your house and post it. Um, be careful who you're talking to. Ask the right questions. These are the kinds of things you have to care about because there are far too many cases of children being put in danger and being harmed just because they wanted to post something online and then st start talking to some person online and then this person gets all this information about them and then can come and harm them. I hate to see children harmed. It breaks my heart. It really does. And so these are the kinds of things you need to talk about with your kids. These are the kinds of things you need to think about when you're posting on social media. When you go to make a post, any post at all on social media, stop, look at it for about five minutes and think real hard, could this come back and bite me in the ass? 
If it could, in any way, just don't post it. Don't worry about it. Don't post it. If it gives away your schedule, don't post it. If it gives away your location, don't post it. If it gives away your real information, don't post it. Um, you know, it, it, set your privacy settings to max. Uh, don't let your date of birth, in my opinion, now if you want to celebrate your birthday with a whole bunch of likes and stuff, I think you have a dopamine addiction. But at that point, I, I really would just take that public information, just take it off. Don't allow it to be seen to the public or any of your viewers. If you have a birthday, set it to not push your notifications out because that's going to tell me as an investigator, oh, I know their date of birth. This is the right account. I, I know I have the right account because I know this is their date of birth and I, this is a person I'm looking for. I'm going to look for more information on this account and see if I can find their location. You know, Facebook doesn't allow me to pull metadata anymore from images, but that doesn't mean I can't geolocate the image itself. See where it was taken, see maybe what time of day it was taken, what time zone it was in, when it was posted. For instance, here I'll give you a pretty good example of this. This lady that I was looking for, she traveled a lot. She was a traveling writer. She owed a whole load of money. And she decided it was a good idea to post online at 3 a.m. Good morning, the sun is just rising where I'm at, and I'm sitting here in this beautiful, beautiful hotel. And I'm not going to tell you where I'm at because, you know, I don't want any of you guys stalking me, but it is an absolutely beautiful place, and I'm so glad I've come this far in my career. Well, in this photo that she took, and it was 3 a.m. our time, where the sun was rising, so I matched the time zones, and I, I don't know if it was actually 3 a.m., I don't remember the actual time, but I'll just say that per se, I can't remember what time it was, but I just, all I had to do was a little bit of math to figure out what time zone she was in. Then I looked at that picture and I said, okay, well this hotel looks kind of interesting, let's find some architecture here, we're going to match this with this, oh I see this street sign, I know this street sign is used in this country, and I was able to track her down to Spain and know exactly what hotel she was in. And a few posts later, she gives away her room number on accident. So then we were, we were, you know, we didn't get to pursue that further because it was out of our jurisdiction. But it's that kind of information that you give away that you don't realize you're giving away. For me, I like to take, uh, you may see on my Instagram sometimes, I'll post one thing on one date and the little Death Star calendar will be on another date. Sometimes I take several posts and then I just span them out. And I post them at different times. I, I do not post at the same time I take the picture because that can give certain types of information away. If you're going to post, be smart about it. Now, here's another, another thing for you pertaining to social media. And one of those things that people just flies right over their head and everybody gets in an argument about it on social media your political beliefs now I'm not I don't like getting super political on this page so I'm not going to but let's say you're always posting over and over and over again the same posts we've talked about and your political beliefs now let's say your political beliefs is you believe in gun control just an example here you believe everyone should, or the country should have lots and lots of gun control or people shouldn't have guns, right? Well, if someone, let's say I'm a perpetrator, I'm a stalker, I'm a criminal, I'm wanting to come break into your house 
and I see that you believe in more and more gun control. We shouldn't have guns. That tells me you don't have a gun. If you believe you shouldn't have a gun, don't post that online. Just don't do it. That tells people that you are unarmed and you probably don't have a very good way of defending yourself. Now, we'll go back to that. Let's say you do believe everyone should own a gun and you should have lots of guns. And you've posted your routine. Well, that tells me your house has a lot of guns in it. And I'm going to wait till you're not home. And that's when the bad guys can go rob your place and steal all your guns. So keep them in a safe, bolted to the concrete in the foundation of your home, of your stead, as they call it. But those are just some examples. I'd like, I like to give you guys. I like to talk about it. Um, but let's go back to what we were talking about earlier with pulling your people search information. Now, now that we've covered all these types of information, go back, listen, to, re-listen to this section if you have to, and each thing I talk about, take notes. Go on your own social media page. If I were you, uh, use a friend's social media or just make another account. Go on your own, friend yourself, and then see if you can collect all this information. See how much you can collect. Maybe play bingo with it. We'll play uh, breach data bingo, right? Um, and it's not a breach, but you, you get the gist. We'll call it breach data bingo. How much of information you're, you're getting away or you're giving away. Write it all down and then match. try to match it with the reports you pulled on yourself earlier with those people search sites. Well, we, we used white pages, for instance. See if it's correct. See how much information you could get. See if maybe you got more information from your social media than you did from the people search site. Maybe you didn't. But whatever you do, either delete it or set your privacy settings to high and delete the incriminating posts. Now, once you delete it, it's not gone forever. We can always go to the Wayback Machine and pull it right back up. It's best to just close the account out, forget about it, or put some disinformation out there, then close the account out and forget about it. But before you make a post, any of you, for all of my listeners, please, please, please think about what you are about to post. That is the most imperative point. Think about could it harm you? Could it harm your family? Could it harm your friends? Could it harm anyone? Could it come back and bite you in the ass? Because if it could, my best advice is to just close it out and don't post it. Thanks for listening, and let's get on with the news. Alright, let's get on with the news. We have a lot to unpack and a lot of political news this week. So, starting out, lawmakers allege secret CIA spying spying on unwitting Americans. So, it's not new news. Uh, The CIA has been caught, again, spying on Americans, um, and possibly everyone else in the world, the technology they have. Um, But it looks like we had two programs, one of which they talk about in the article I'm linking below. It's bbc.com. But it's looking like the other one they are not going to publicly talk about. So let's see. Uh, Officially, the CIA, a national security agency, the NSA, have a foreign surveillance mission of domestic spying prohibited by the CIA's 1947 charter, but we all know that in 2013 it was announced and leaked by Edward Snowden that 
they were in fact spying on Americans. So we see here that a Washington Post analysis of the Snowden leak found that 90% of those being monitored were just ordinary Americans caught in a net of national security agency CAD cast for somebody else. That is, sounds like all of us were all being spied on by the CIA. It just, it's what happens. Um, looks like a government watchdog disclosed two uh, CIA data collection efforts. Uh, this was last year. That's the U.S. Senators Wyden and Heinrich now claim are likely to be again subjecting Americans to warrantless searches. So, uh, I could go further into this, uh, but as always, the links are in the description. You can always go read these. But to summarize, TLDR, uh, the United States never stops spying on us, and they probably never will. Um, I know it's a political thing to say, but let's be honest. with ourselves here I don't think and I don't think any of us think that the CIA and NSA is ever going to stop spying on us because it is a power trope they love power they love holding that power above our heads and it's just something they enjoy doing and driving us all crazy doing uh, let's see our next uh, story here is an interesting one I actually shared on my Twitter. If you're not following my Twitter, go ahead. I update you with all of these stories as I find them, so that way you kind of understand what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, modified air tags pose a major, major privacy concerns, especially for Android users. Without going super in depth into this, uh, essentially, a black market for AirTags has risen. As we've talked about before, AirTags have been used and are being used to track people, and if you don't have an iPhone, you can't scan for that kind of thing. But uh, essentially what they're doing now is removing the speakers and the microphones, or I think it's just the speakers, from the AirTags, so that way they don't beep when you're trying to find them. So if it pops up on your phone, hey, there's an AirTag nearby, and you go to ping it and beep it, so that way you can find where it's at. If there's no speaker in there, you can't find it, you can't remove it, and it keeps tracking your location. So just stay safe. I, I do warn you, if you're an Android user, Apple did release an app. There's also an open source app that you can download on F-Droid, but that it does scan for these things so if you are uh, an android user make sure you're actively scanning if you're an iphone user make sure you are paying attention to where you're going and your phone because it might let you know you are being stalked but in this case the speaker is removed so right now we really don't have a good solution for this other than to just actively check your bags belongings and make sure you know, no one really has access to anything. If you're parking your car in a parking lot, I would always make sure there are signs that say there are cameras out and make sure that you park in a visible location with the cameras so no one can put those kinds of things, uh, these air tags, on your vehicle. And another thing you could do is just don't leave your bags and your person in, in weird locations where people can just drop an air tag in it and track you. Uh, links in description i would recommend go reading this give it a read maybe you guys can come up with a pretty good solution there's there's a project for you come up with a solution for these speakerless air tags our next uh story here is actually meta uh, 
Facebook and Instagram could shut down in Europe without a data deal uh, Meta warns. So, uh, I, I've already read a lot of this, and I'm going to kind of summarize it for you. So, TLDR, the UK has some very strict privacy laws, uh, and Meta is breaking a lot of these. So now, I believe they have one month to... No, that's... No, okay. Well, they're in a court case from what I've gathered, and they are possibly, if they cannot get their shit together and stop collecting such intrusive data, then they're about to lose all support for Instagram and Facebook in the UK for collecting these sorts of data, which has been deemed illegal in the UK. Now, if Instagram and Facebook does become banned and outlawed in the UK and isn't allowed on any stores in the UK... All you'd have to do is put your VPN on, set it to the United States, reload your Play Store or App Store, and then download Instagram and Facebook. It's that simple. Um, Would I recommend doing that? No. Am I on Instagram? Yes. I actually enjoy Instagram. Uh, Sandboxed, however, and very cautiously watching what I'm posting. Don't give them your real information. We talked about this in this episode. Um, But it's a pretty interesting article. It's a pretty interesting story. I've been keeping up with it. And it's interesting to see where it goes. Also, this isn't in here, but it's rumored now that Facebook or Meta is have been uh, partnering with Firefox. Now, before you blow up and be like, oh my god, they're partnering with Firefox. This is the end of Firefox. So everybody go burn them at the stake. They're partnering with them to come up with better technologies for better ad revenue and keeping it more private. So they're using a few different methods to push ads out and be more private for their users, which is a good thing. I would like to see Meta stop collecting such invasive information on us and building these little voodoo dolls of all of us and all of our interests, likes, hobbies, and everything we do and our locations and give us ads that are you know, a little less targeted a little less invasive and a lot more private. So I, I guess that's a pretty good thing. Um, and like I said, I haven't found an article for this. Right now it's pretty much just hearsay. I think there's one or two articles on there of this. By the time I post this, I'm sure there'll be more. Um, but it, I am hearing it around and I figured it is worth a mention. Our next story, France rules that Google Analytics violates GDPR data protection law. It looks like they have been... Okay. So, France cited Google a violation of Articles 44 ETSEQ um, and is giving them one month to comply with this and make changes. So, they are... Google Analytics is now breaking laws in France. So, that's another win for privacy. That's another win for us. So, if you're pushing towards digital privacy and that, that sort of thing, that is another big win for us because... Uh, France, if you're in France, you don't have to worry about Google Analytics anymore after a month unless they can make some serious changes. And that pretty much wraps up the news for this week. As always, links for all of it in the description below or above wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, Before I go, I have a quick announcement to make if you're still listening. Um, I am shutting down usosent.com. I'm keeping the domain, but I'm shutting down the site, and this week I'll be migrating everything from that site over to CyberSector 7 under the USOSINT page. Um, It's just, 
a very niche site. I don't find it worth it to keep it up anymore, but for those of you that still use it, you will be able to find those links and tools on cybersector7.com. I will be releasing everything on Twitter uh, for the pages and everything, so you'll be able to easily navigate to it and find it. And I'll still keep the project going. I'll still update things and add more to it. Um, but a whole domain for it, I just didn't deem it necessary. And it was just a waste of time, money, and resources for me. So I'm just putting it all on CyberSector7.com. Uh, that wraps up most of this episode. Uh, if you haven't listened before and you don't know, you can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm pretty active on both now. Um, or you can always hop up in my Discord. Links are all in the link tree in the description. So I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you enjoy the episode art. We spent a lot of time having fun with those. And I will see you guys in two weeks. Have a good time. I love you guys. Be safe. Stay private. Stay secure. Thank you.